everybody and welcome back to Escape Rocket. My name is Eve. And I'm Will. And Boo, today we're going to be doing like our review again. Uh, this week's going to be a very, very exciting one. But first I have a little tiny announcement. Um, I can't believe we neither of us mentioned it on any of the social medias, but we actually reached our one year anniversary this week um, <laughs> since we started this podcast. Woo! <laughs> um, I noticed it like two days after the like the official one year anniversary, and then I was like, oh no, it's too late now. It just looks like an afterthought. So here I am mentioning it on this week's podcast. Yes, I think um, this week was the closest to the actual day anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um I'm super proud. I- I'm so happy we managed to keep this up for a year. Yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs> um, it's so good. We're not stopping, by the way. This is not like a, a sad announcement that we're stopping. <laughs> it's just it's just a nice little, aw, that's cute. Um, yeah, so so happy one year to, to Escape Rocket. Happy, happy <laughs> Rocket anniversary. Yeah, happy, happy, happy rock, happy rocket day. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, but speaking of space, <laughs> this week we are doing a review on Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes, I think we are. I mean, we are like Honestly, a week or, or two after it's come out, but yeah, it's been a bit of a busy schedule, so. Yeah, just a lot of things have had to move around, um, mainly due to me, um, which, <laughs> whoopsie, um, but it's fine. Um, it wouldn't be us if it wasn't slightly chaotic. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> but to start off with, this film met all of my expectations. <laughs> like, I went into this super excited and I came out of it with like the same level of, this was still really, really good. So, yeah, I'm very happy. That's good. Um, I feel like... When I first saw like the trailers and you know we started hearing about it a bit more, I was very ex- very excited. I had very high expectations, and then when I started hearing some of the reviews, because it seems to have been a very divisive film, um, oh yeah, then that kind of lowered my expectations a little bit. And then it actually, I did I did really enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, I it. I can see why some of the people who gave it bad reviews gave it bad reviews because like. There are bits of it that I will critique. I, like, don't get me wrong, mm. this is still like a super one of my favorite Marvel films to have come out or whatever. But there are still things I'm going to critique about it. Um, yeah, tiny things, but like <laughs> um, the things that that even I was like, eh, I'd mark it down for this. Um, but yeah, overall, I was just I was so happy with it. Like, it did everything it needed to do, and it was. Taika Waititi, man. Taika Waititi. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. He, he just doesn't seem to miss. Um, and Like, if he does end up doing a, a fifth Thor movie and, get, and gets his own, like, trilogy, I think that'll be perfect and that'll be, like, really good and a good place to leave Thor, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't... I don't know how Chris Hemsworth feels about it all, but, like, I don't know. I feel like there's not too much more you can do with Thor, which sounds awful, but, like... Yeah, I feel like he's kind of at least solo wise. I feel like he's reached kind of like he's reaching a limit, should I say? Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's the first character to have had four movies to himself, um, and you know, like I say, he will probably get a fifth one because this film has probably. performed pretty well, and you know, they get a Tiger trilogy, like I say. Yeah, um, and they've set quite a few things up, so I think we will get a fifth one, and that'll be like. A good way to end it. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, there's other characters that have kind of grown and evolved with him and been introduced and whatever that we could continue stories on with. 
Yeah, exactly. Like they they've introduced a couple of characters in this film, or like they've expanded upon those characters to give them a bit more of like a potential mm-hmm. for a character arc. So, I think even if Thor is not necessarily in it, you'll still probably get like Asgard esque based films <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I think the future for it is still quite good. Um, and yeah, th- this film was amazing. I mean, I'm kind of sad. It <laughs> it's. What was it? It broke a record or something for being like. It was one of like the highest um, earning at the box office recently, um, which is no surprise because it was so highly anticipated by everyone. Um, but it also then like broke a record for like the fastest to lose. Yeah. Because um, like within a week or two, it's or it's like massively sank. It's still higher than like anything else that's been released recently, but it sank ridiculously. Yeah, I think on its second weekend it dropped to like was it like sixty five percent or something? Something like that, which mm. is, is super sad to be honest. <laughs> um, but hey ho, you you can't the the, yeah. the film market's a weird one at the moment. I think like Especially I don't think Marvel, anyone's dude. happy. Like, oh yeah, nope. People just like Marvel Twitter and everything, and Marvel fans in general are, are slowly moving towards the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. And I really, really hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't please um, anyone. It's like, I guess phase three was so good that, like, anything else is, like, yeah, subpar to people now, which is unfortunate, but... I think at the moment Marvel tend to... Well, I'm not going to say they're the same as um, Star Wars because there's a lot of people that don't think any of the Star Wars are good. Um, but Marvel's kind of at a point now where they're hitting or missing with everything <laughs> um yeah. like they've got tv shows that have done really really well and then they've released one straight after that's done awful and then they'll release a film that's that they, they, they like they they really hype up and then does awfully and then there'll be something that wasn't particularly well advertised that does amazingly and it's mm. it's <laughs> it's a very strange one because it's it, it's like <laughs> the marvel cinematic universe is kind of like collapsing a bit in itself which is horrible (laughs) um Hmm. because of how good it's been (laughs) yeah i feel like you can definitely kind of feel the effects of the scope of the franchise now and how it's almost buckling under its own weight with the amount of things that they're releasing and obviously the pandemic has a lot to do with that because they have to skip an entire year yeah and i think after 2023 at least i think they will probably slow things down a little bit I think they've got to. <laughs> yeah, I um, think they have to for the health of the franchise and for the longevity. Yeah. But also, I think they've the, these past two years been catching up with themselves and releasing a bunch yeah. of extra stuff. And I think that will be toned down a little bit, hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if I would, not, then I would I like to think so. Us, hear our cries. <laughs> yeah, if we shout loud enough from our tiny, tiny corner of the internet, they might hear. Um. <laughs> yeah, like. I've been thinking about it, like, what a good way to release things for them would be. Yeah. Um, like, they've got the, for the first time, they're doing the the specials, right? Like, the, the Halloween special and the Christmas special. Yeah. And I think they should do more of those. I think they should do, like, two, like, short films a year. Yeah. Because there's a lot of opportunities for that, f- to show, like, one, one thing that you don't need an entire movie out of. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you can just kind of tell, like, a... a an hour thing and then that's it yeah um, and that allows them to keep some disney plus content going and then they can cut back on shows maybe just do two shows a year 
and then two yeah. movies. Like if you do two of each, I think that would be yeah. a nice sweet spot because then you can get one every work. one every two months then as well. Yeah, I mean, you touched on something then that I was going to bring up. <laughs> at the moment, a lot of the Marvel films, at least, they seem to be like two and a half hours plus. Like all of them seem to be on the longer end of films and don't get me wrong i i'm happy to sit through them because i think a lot of the time they're well paced and like you know like the story comes out of it really clearly and whatever but sometimes i'm i'm like i don't want to sit for two and a half hours to watch like say if i'm gonna watch it at home i might not have two and a half hours to sit and watch it i might have like an hour and a half and i can miss the last half hour or i can skip little bits and whatever but two and a half hours is a long time <laughs> mm. um to sit and watch some stuff for like a series that's different because a, well with a lot of the series they're releasing at the moment they're coming out on like a weekly basis so you can watch like an hour a week and that's fine but like i don't know for a lot of people watching two and a half to three hours of a film is a lot of commitment um and it, i don't know it, yeah. it's kind of separating the hardcore from like the light i don't know the ones who just kind of want to watch something a bit light-hearted yeah, I think that's that's probably more of a wider cinema issue, I think. Um, yeah. And there is a balance, like, you know, the for, for art, artistic reasons, like the, on the art side, a longer movie is usually better because you can explore explore a bit more and, and add more yeah. into it. But from a business standpoint, you probably want it to be as short as possible to get as many screenings as possible. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, the last two Marvel movies, Thor and Doctor Strange, have both been, well, Thor's just over two hours and... Doctor Strange is less than two hours. Um, yeah. So they've been a bit shorter, and they've actually been kind of more divisive. Yeah, um, that's true. Especially with people Thor, I think, talking about like the four-hour uh, YTT cut, like <laughs> how they've actually filmed four hours of the movie and, and now it's cut down to two. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So especially with that, I think some people are feeling the shortness as well. So yeah, a bit of a a weird issue to look it has to kind of suit the it has to suit the project i guess yeah like people felt the tunnels was too long and slow which i agree yeah. they could have you know sped up a bit yeah so they don't always get the balance right for the project but i don't i don't have an issue with some of the movies being a bit longer no neither do i like i i think infinity war and endgame like they needed to be three hours like they oh yeah like to cover what they had to cover in each film they had to be three hours and that was that's non-debatable yeah. <laughs> um but like like you say there's a couple others that are either too long or too short and it's <laughs> it's a really difficult one because marvel originally were really really good and like they set themselves to like maximum really two hours 15 on mm. all of them and that really seemed to work for a lot of them um and yet, as, as they've got on, they seem to have got longer and longer running times. And I feel like that's because they've heard a lot of people complaining that they can't get, like, they're missing out parts of the story too much because they're used to, like, the series and how that properly explored it over, like, six hours. Um, so, yeah, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah, but even the series, I think there's issues with the lengths of those as well. And yeah. I, that is something that can be adjusted probably more easily you can be you know a series can sometimes be 20 episodes and sometimes they're like six right like it's yeah so you can kind of take away and add things as much as you want but the fact that they're sticking 
other than WandaVision, which was the first one, they're sticking very heavily to the six episodes thing. It doesn't always work. Again, they have to they have to kind of change it around for projects, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think for like the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was a good length. And Yeah. I think um, for Hawkeye, it was a good length, to be honest. Yeah, although they did have to wrap up a lot in the final episode. But I think... Yeah, they could have paced it better, but... <laughs> yeah, but I think it was enough time. Yeah, um, exactly. I would I would have liked like Ms. Marvel to be a bit longer. Yeah, um, I think Moon Knight. But to be honest, length, I think actually. Moon Knight's good. But like, I think it's just a problem across Disney Plus because even if you look at like, like some of the Star Wars series, they're too mm. short or they're too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a very strange one, and I think it's more big bad Disney is trying to control things rather than necessarily blaming marvel or star wars i think it's like big overarching disney is trying to like corporate everything it's trying to like yeah corporatize everything i mean um, it's nearly always the corporation's fault which is um oh yeah quite funny um how consistent that is <laughs> they are they are the villains yeah really of, of society um <laughs> same same with the game industry as well yeah just every every industry that's like ruled by the the corporate overlords and the the boards board of directors or whatever it's just yeah <laughs> just bad decision after bad decision um <laughs> but <laughs> but on with the review, on uh, with the review. <laughs> um yeah like we say the, we're like recording this like two weeks after i think the film's been released now so by this point a lot of you have probably either seen it or you've at least read the reviews and you probably know everything that's going to go on so we're probably not going to do like a non-spoiler review on this we're just going to get straight into it um, uh, yeah, we've we've talked enough now and not done any spoilers, so I think spoiler talk time. <laughs> yes, spoiler talk time. Um, oh, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much. Um, oh, oh, what do we start? Where do I start? Will do we start with characters? Let's start with characters. Yeah, let's start with the title character. Let's start with the title character, Mister Thor himself. Um, Oh, Chris Hemsworth, please marry him. Please, look, I would marry that man. That man was so yes. good. We got to see him naked, yeah. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. I mean, it was a good scene, don't get me wrong. But like... <laughs> uh, no, I just, I love, I, I love Chris Hemsworth with comedic value. I think so, mm-hmm. it's sorely missed in my life. Um, and he's so good at like the timing of everything and perfectly placing everything. It's just he's so good um yeah as much as as much as everyone hates ghostbusters 2016 um it did give us funny chris hemsworth exactly maybe the first time so there you go exactly and like i don't know i just he's he manages to steal the scene even without necessarily saying anything like in the first section when he's talking to chris pratt or Chris Pratt's talking about like the people you love, and then he just like shoots his face into yeah. screen to be like that was so funny, <laughs> and I know that was complete direction, but I don't care. I was wetting myself. It was so funny in the cinema. Because um, like uh, we saw that joke in the trailer, and I was a bit like, "That's funny," but also a little bit too silly for me. But in the context of the movie, with like what Thor had been doing and saying in that scene, it yeah. worked a lot better. And I think that's the case <laughs> so for a lot good. of things. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's one of the, the only things I'd critique about it is the fact that sometimes the cheese of the of like the comedy was played up just a little bit too much for me. Um, yeah, like some of it was so so funny, and I was like, I was rolling on the floor, well, metaphorically rolling on the floor laughing. Um, <laughs> but 
there were some bits that were just played up that little bit too much and even I was going this is a bit cringe oh oh this is making me feel awkward because it's real like it was super um like slapstick and I guess that's why some people have critiqued it a little bit um because they feel like the humor's a bit too stupid um yeah I I and I have to say I do kind of agree with them I I, I heard before we watched it that there were some reviews that were like this is the funniest Marvel movie that they've made yet yeah um and I was like and then I watched it and I was like it wasn't um no I think I still think Ragnarok both Guardians movies are funnier although although Guardians 2 has the same issue of too much humor Um, yeah and yeah that that does become an issue and I think jokes are a little bit overplayed sometimes like the goats yeah I thought the goats would like come and go and that would be it like I didn't expect them to be a significant part of the film. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew they were going to be pulling the boat, but I thought, like, they're not going to be on the boat much, so it'll yeah. be fine. Like, it'll be a joke once, two or three times, and then that's it. But <laughs> they kind of kept doing it, and I was like... Okay. Yeah. There were, there were just times when, when you were like, can we get the grid of the goats, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, like... The loud screaming is funny for so long and then you just get sick of the fact that they're screaming because you're like, oh god, that is all you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were still good though. They were, they were yeah. <laughs> yeah I, still, um, I still found it funny. and I think Thor himself was like obviously very charismatic. It's always, Chris Hemsworth always is in any role. Um, yeah. And we, we know Thor well now so it's just kind of nice to get more of the same kind of Thor humour, although it was again a little bit sillier in this movie, but I think it worked mostly for Thor. Yeah. I think he was a pretty high quality character in this film, um, which is yeah. good because he's the protagonist. Uh, yeah, really important that the protagonist is actually well rounded. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest with you, like, I, I suppose it, I guess you could, you could say credit to Chris Hemsworth, but like, he managed to play up the serious parts really well and then like his inability to talk to children properly was quite funny. Um <laughs> but like it came from like a place of, of I don't know, it seemed very genuine. Obviously he has kids of his own so he knows how to talk to them, but you know what I mean? Like it seemed very genuine like, it seemed realistic. Um and then yeah. like I say, the humour was well timed and it wasn't he I think he played it up as much as it needed to be at, at times maybe too much but i think it was over like overall pretty pretty accurate like pretty well timed and everything um yeah one, one thing i think taika does well as well and I, I know there was maybe one instance of this in ragnarok where it didn't quite work but he lets the most of the time the meaningful moments be be that without yeah like ruining it with a joke yeah um, like I mean, again, there's always there's always a couple of examples where it doesn't work. But like in the in the most serious scenes, um, in the scenes that he wants to make you cry with, uh, you know, like <laughs> like the scene in the the altar of eternity, like that. There yeah. wasn't a single joke in there, and I think that worked. That is is a good balance. Yeah, and to be honest with you, even in um, the scene just before. I guess the big final boss battle at the end when they're in the hospital Mm. that seemed very heartfelt and touching like there wasn't like an inappropriate joke in there there wasn't like that there was genuine love and affection and emotion in that scene it wasn't 
let's try and like ram a joke in there just to keep it a bit, little bit light-hearted it was like no this needs to be a hard-hitting scene so let's make it <laughs> yeah um yeah credit to tiger food because i genuinely did almost cry well i teared up at the end of the film i didn't fully cry which i was expecting <laughs> to uh but i did tear up so <laughs> i guess credit to him um oh now i'm just remembering how sad it was oh god <laughs> okay should we, should we talk about jane then let's talk about jane mighty thor oh. <laughs> yes i mean it was it was nice to get her back um, mm. It always annoyed me how we never got closure on Jane, and like they mentioned her in Age of Ultron, like, oh yeah, she's yeah. up for a Nobel Prize or whatever, and then she's like doing research, yeah. doing really well for herself, yeah. and then we literally didn't see her. And in this movie, they were like, how long's it been? Oh, eight years, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it has. Been. <laughs> it's been almost that long. Yeah. It's been how many? I think it. Yeah, we lost her in 2013, so it's been in real life like nine years <laughs> since we've seen her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of crazy that they've left it that long, but we got the montage of like their relationship and how that went and how that ended. The fact that they gave them like an actual relationship was so cute. Yeah, it, <laughs> um, they did it really well. Yeah, I don't like. Part of me was like, oh, this is just like Korg telling a story. But part of me, I don't know. I don't know how much of it was like actually meant to be genuine. What went on between them? It it seemed it seemed like a pretty genuine sequence and like like we were actually yeah. seeing what happened and and I like that that yeah. that's how they gave the explanation for how Jane can wield Mjolnir as well. Yeah. Um, whereas like Mjolnir, you know, you need to protect Jane and or whatever. Like, I can't remember what the line is, but he says Mjolnir needs to protect Jane, and then it enchants itself to like, I guess, allow it allow her to pick it up. I just think, to be honest with you, I think Jane was possibly the most well-developed character in the film. Um, yeah. Like, I wouldn't particularly say Thor went through any form of, like, real, um, like, character development. He had, like, an arc in the story, don't get me wrong, and he was um, acted brilliantly, but I wouldn't necessarily say in comparison to Jane anyway, he had that much character development. <laughs> um, like, he was yeah. still... Like he was a good guy, and he still ended up being a good guy at the end. <laughs> um, Jane, I mean, we found out so much about it. Like we found, well, I mean, obviously we haven't seen it for like nine years, but like we go through a proper journey with her. <laughs> um, yeah. As sad as it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, no, that, that's that's yeah. I agree. Like, I mean, Thor, we got. We kind of at the beginning of the movie finally got him out of that that hole that he was in, um, with his mental state and whatever. Although I do and... miss Dad Bard Thor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he he has kind of he's kind of returned to form as like Ragnarok Thor. Yeah. Um, and I mean by the end of the movie he's in a different position, but he's still kind of the same character. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the ending because I I thought that was really cool. I've got um, so much, I've got so much to talk about the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like Jane, because we haven't had much character, like not even in the movie she was in, she didn't really have much. Genuinely. Like she was kind of just like a really static character for Thor to She's play off of. She's gone from being a character I don't like, uh, no, not, not hate, like not at the same level I don't like Captain Marvel, but like <laughs> at, a, at a level of like 
me going, well, but why are you there? Like, I, I saw more mm. of a point to Darcy being there than Jane a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. which was, I love Darcy. Which, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't love Darcy? <laughs> but, like, I, I always felt that. I was like, Jane's there. At the moment, Jane is there to be a love plot for Thor. Like, that's all she's there yeah. for. This film made me completely change that opinion and then almost like burst into tears at the end of the film (laughs) (laughs) which takes a lot to do for me um so i i yeah credit to the film i guess for doing that because it's completely flipped it for me yeah and they managed to get quite a lot of that missing character development in there like they talk about obviously we've got the relationship montage they talk about like her book quite a lot that she's written um and we see kind of what place she's in mentally where she's like teaching that person in the hospital yeah uh, about about like wormholes or whatever yeah spoiler on it by the way guys she has cancer in this film um, um yeah yeah <laughs> stage four cancer she's basically about to die um yeah or I, I did think like the state of stage four wow i mean <laughs> like jesus christ <laughs> genuinely in, in the nicest way possible she's a scientist how did she not notice the signs sooner um well i mean presumably she's known for a while at least but and has been just I, taking that's the only thing treatment. i can think about <laughs> yeah but um, i mean she seemed quite healthy and, and jolly for being a stage four cancer patient but uh, <laughs> yeah and it affects people definitely doesn't it i guess but yeah it was just everything she went through in this film was incredible and like the way natalie portman played her was amazing um the fact that she'd go from genuinely about to die skeletal uh mm. jane foster to mighty thor that those like transitions were really really clean and then just the way that she acted them was amazing um yeah was, no yeah. I, I i did i really enjoyed her character <laughs> like i think her character moments were great i think her superhero moments weren't always as good i guess because she's not particularly used to it yeah um like, it didn't feel as natural. I, I guess, even in, as a character, she's not particularly used to it, so I suppose it makes sense. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah. Actually, that reminds me of um, a point people were talking about. It's, like, one of the ones they bring up when they talk about the humour, where she does, like, the final blow and, like, says, eat my hammer. Yeah. And it's, like, the big climactic moment, and it's cool, and she's just, like using you know she's becoming the mighty thor for like the last time because it's gonna kill her yeah and then she again like it's like like i'm saying with the positivity that she kind of carries herself with even though she's about to die they kind of continue that there and she harks back to a joke that they made about her catchphrase earlier in the film and i just like that joke It, it is cringe but it's like it's supposed to be yeah that's kind of the point and i i think it just works well as like a final character moment yeah. And to be honest with you, you can tell that whatever Natalie Portman said to Chris Hemsworth then was totally like inappropriate or X rated or whatever because he genuinely yeah. seemed like he couldn't hold it together when he was responding. Um <laughs> like she definitely said something like jellyfish or something like something completely random that would get him to laugh. Um <laughs> and and it clearly worked, which but it just made it more genuine to me, like that final mm. scene. Um and to be honest with you, I was expecting her to say, instead of like, eat my hammer, it was like, I am the mighty Thor or something like that. Like something, I don't know. Yeah. Where she would name it herself. Um, 
but hey ho, we'll go with it. It's fine. <laughs> I, th- I think it works better to make to make like a a callback cringe joke than it does to be yeah. like trying to take itself seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's again, that's that's not who I do. I think the character. I don't think that's what she would do in that moment, and you know, even like the I am Iron Man final scene in Endgame is like, if you think about it, it's kind of weird that he said that. Yeah. Like, and it's like a really cool moment, obviously, and everyone loves it, but it is weird that he said that. Like, that just doesn't seem... I don't know. I've never kind of connected with that line as much. And that's, like, again, trying to be semi-serious. And I'm so, yeah, I think if she went, like, I am the mighty Thor or... I am like <laughs> the queen of lightning or something like that. It would have been. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think even I am the queen of lightning would have been quite like cringily funny, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just, I, I just, I, I can't. I love her character. I love the mighty Thor as a character because it's like Valkyrie is like, yeah, she's good at the beating, like, the killing people. She's just not great at the whole, like, talking. <laughs> and I think that's really funny. Um, and, like, Valkyrie was such a good character. I mean, Valkyrie was an amazing character anyway when she was introduced, but I, I love her mm. in this film. Um, there's just... Oh, there's so much I love about the characters in this film. Um, what, what what I will say about Valkyrie is that she looks great in this film. Like, she has a she cool does. costume. I like the colours, like, with the, the black and white. She has great hair. She, yeah. I, I just love her sword as well. What's it called? Um, I can't remember what it's called. The yeah, fang thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> something fang. Um, so yeah, although I do feel that she was a, maybe a little bit underutilised. Yeah, um, a little bit. And, I, and I've heard some people say that it feels like Jane and Valkyrie were like supposed, they were kind of taking the role of a, a main, a, like a lead female role, but split into two characters. Yeah. So like neither of them had quite enough screen time or enough to do, which I can I can see that. But I think yeah. both of them were, you know, well well utilized enough. Yeah. That it's, that I feel it's like the worked. only thing I'd say would be that like I don't think I saw really enough of Valkyrie fighting. Hmm. Which sounds stupid because she did do fighting in this film, but it's like you saw a lot of. Jane slash Mighty Thor, like really getting like showing off the fact that she can use me, well that she can use um, Jonathan, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Valkyrie. I didn't get to see a lot of it. Like I got to see a lot of her being like King of Asgard and being a lot of, like a little bit like diplomatic leader, which was really cool. But I didn't see a lot of her fighting. And like she says in that film, I, I like the king stuff, but I prefer fighting. <laughs> um, mm. So I don't I, know. It... Yeah, I I agree. I felt like that was especially noticeable after she got thunder the thunderbolt as well. Yeah, like she's got this like the weapon of Zeus, like the king of the gods' weapon, and it's a cool weapon or whatever. And then she just barely uses it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like I would, I don't know. I just would I would expect Valkyrie to be a a little bit more kind of childishly possessive of Zeus's bolt thought being like nah bro this is mine <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. king <laughs> like um, I would expect her to be a bit more like that or I would expect her to do a lot of the fighting with it to begin with and she kind of uses it once and then gets incapacitate- incapacitated which is annoying a little bit <laughs> mm. 
Also, the just... fake out death. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, no, they did not just kill Valkyrie. What the hell? And then they didn't, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank God. Honestly, ge- there were two times when I yeah. when I was genuinely threatening to walk out. That was one. The other one was when they almost killed Korg. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> The oh, Korg one I was worse. I was like, oh my god, they just killed Genuinely. Korg. The fact that Zeus just like lightning bolts him and then you don't see or hear anything, I'm like, no, 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 no. They did not just kill Korg. They did like, not just kill Korg. Like, I feel like for Korg's death, he's such a beloved character that it would have to be a little bit yeah. more sad, sad and dignified. Yeah. But he just like got zapped and exploded and I was like, oh no. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Marvel did that, just because Marvel are like, ha, shock value. Um, yeah. But oh, I would have walked out like genuinely. I was, I was, <laughs> I would have thrown hands. Like there would have been a strongly worded email go to Marvel. Like Kevin Feige, yes. I demand answers. Because um, <laughs> like, yeah. As much as like that got me, I almost wish. Like, again, I love Korg and I don't want him to die. I feel like it would have been better if he did die just because it's, like, yeah. actually a meaningful moment. And the joke about him being just a face is kind of just didn't land for me. No. And it was a little bit weird. It just seemed a bit stupid. Yeah. Like, it, it was funny when she, when Valkyrie strapped him to the back of her head. <laughs> it was like a Voldemort situation. But other than that, it was just, like, he was just a face on the boat and they didn't get to do anything. And then at the end, he was like, oh, I regrew myself. And I was like, okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) Could you not have done that sooner? Um... Yeah, it would have been more, he would have been actually useful in the final fight. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a, it's a tiny thing, but like, I don't know. It's a really odd one because, well, actually, no, it's not odd. It's just what it is, what it is. Um, like a final note I have on Thor a little bit, like just the character of Thor, not the film, everybody. <laughs> um, the final note I kind of have on the character of Thor is that for like for the first time in entire Marvel history, he actually gained something in this film, mm. um, which was so wholesome. And yes. Oh, it was so good. Like, don't get me wrong, he lost Jane. Like, he lost the love of his life, and like that's very bad very sad but i kind of predicted that jane wasn't going to be alive at the end of the film yeah i don't know why i just had an inkling (laughs) i i thought that as well actually because it's like i don't think they wanted to do the like another male superhero with like being replaced by the female version type thing which people keep complaining about like which isn't an actual issue but i I feel like they were maybe kind of aware of it that people aren't responding well to that and so they didn't want to do that so, but I knew also they weren't going to kill Thor off, so I thought, well, they can't really have both of them around forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I feel like it was. I don't want to say it talked bad of Natalie Portman, but I feel like she possibly didn't want to do another film as Jane. Mm. Um, like she did. Well, she only did technically one. Well, two ish, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I feel like she read the script and was like, I get closure at the end. Like, my character gets closure at the end of this film. I think that is a perfect place to leave off. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, she from what I've seen, she seems quite happy about where her character's gone and like, oh, yeah. coming back, she seems quite quite happy to do it. Um, yeah. Obviously, she, she left the MCU because of, like, I guess not, not liking where the character was going and the movies and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the past, but I guess if they kept her in this more powerful Asgardian realm, um, 
I, I can see her coming back. Actually, because actually in the comics at the moment, there's a thing where she becomes a Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, I can see and she that. like and she can like she like helps lead people's souls into um, Valhalla. Yeah. Um, and she like works with Valkyrie, Valkyrie. So I can see them like doing something like that, like a I Valkyrie's movie or a Valkyrie's TV show or whatever. Yeah. Like I could see it being a cameo, but I can't necessarily see it being like full-blown film side cut like second lead if you get what i mean um mm. not because i feel like she thinks it's beneath her or anything like that she it doesn't seem that snobbish but i don't know i feel like she knows that that character's got closure now so she doesn't necessarily need to come back for it if you get what i mean mm. yeah. um like, like they've, they've got her in a place now where they could bring her back for like a valkyrie role or they could yeah. leave it there and yeah exactly and again like have a cameo like like idris elba did so it, it was, yeah oh, I think it's... idris elba cameo oh my god yes <laughs> oh it made me smile when i heard his voice like, oh. honestly i was like my man heimdall you're that boy <laughs> i'm so happy <laughs> um oh i missed him and the fact that we get heimdall's son as well is quite cute um, oh yeah that's true yeah yeah axel he was a good character. <laughs> axel, yeah. he was a good character actually like to be fair a lot of the kids seemed very good at like they were a very good kid actors um yeah including, including. little miss hemsworth i know he's so cute i don't actually know if that's her surname we'll go with it little little hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. Little, hemsworth. little hemsworth yeah tiny hemsworth so cute just so cute i can't i, I can't i just so cute I, I, love, <laughs> I love that she's now playing like thor's daughter as well that's just so i cool. know and like you can see from the end scene that it's just a genuine dynamic between the two of them. Oh yeah, that was like, really like I think that's why she seemed like such a good child actress because she was actually acting with her dad. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they say to the kid, "Hi, we want you to act like he's your dad," and he is my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So go. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, just so cute. I can't get over how was, cute she is. That end scene was really cool. Like. The fact that they it made it seem like she was going to school and he was like getting her ready for her, like her first day of school or whatever, and then they actually just stepped out of the ship and went to go fight a battle together. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was great. It's so cute. And oh, it also cleared up the title of the film for me because yes, don't get like I was gonna say that. Like I I the, the title of the film I had no problem with. It wasn't like a thing before I got to see to see the film where I was like, I don't like what's the point in this title. But the fact that they cleared it up so cutely was just. The icing yeah. on the top of the cake for me. <laughs> like I, I just assumed it was called that because you know his ex girlfriend's back on the scene and it's like yeah, two Thors in love kind of thing. But no, yeah. it's the fact that like him and his daughter are called Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder so. is so cute. I honestly can't get over love. it. She's called Love because of the wish where Gore chose love over revenge, yeah. and like that line that, that they so have in cute. that scene. Oh. To be fair, can we we haven't mentioned him yet. Christian Bale in the MCU, everybody. Christian Bale. I know. Such, I, such a welcome addition. So good. Yeah. I'm I'm disappointed that we won't get more Christian Bale in the MCU, but yeah. To be honest, same. <laughs> but in fairness, it is Christian Bale, so it will be quite expensive and difficult to get him back. Also, Gore's story wraps up so nicely, and the way that they oh, did it, it with with the wish and everything is just like. 
like normally is an issue when they like kill villains and every time they like introduce a villain and they kill them off in the same project. But here, I think it worked. Yeah, well. it did. Like it gave, although it was like one, of, it it was a one film villain. I feel like it was a villain where you had a lot of character, like a lot of story in there. Mm. Um, like the film opens with him. So you find out everything about like his origin before you've even really got into like the Thor stuff of this film. Um, and then he goes, ugh, you get like character, you get a villain arc, <laughs> but it's not necessarily a villain arc where you're like, oh no, he's morally great. It's like, no, he's still a horrible person, but he's possessed. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the necro sword which is an amazing thing to bring in as well because like oh that's that was good (laughs) Um, but i'll get onto that bit in a minute because i've got an entire spiel (laughs) um but it's just i don't know i liked the fact that christian bale's character just like he had a lot to him like he he was a substance he wasn't like a villain that they brought in for the sake of having a villain there he seemed like Mm. he actually like he had reasons for it um that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the fact that the Necrosword was a thing. Like, he genuinely already had reasons to just not like <laughs> um, gods and whatever. And, like, he would, I think even without the sword, he would have gone on some form of vendetta. Just the sword allowed him to kind of do that in more, mm. more efficiently. <laughs> um, I don't think he would have killed any gods because I don't think he would have the ability to do so. Oh, no, so, he I wouldn't have he succeeded. Yeah, I think he, he'd probably become a bit of like a. A guy that goes around screaming about how the gods are betraying us and they don't yeah. they don't love you and stop stop praying to them and that kind of stuff. He'd probably become a bit of a like a religious zealot almost. Yeah, um, a little bit. But yeah, like the sword just kind of takes that and feeds on it and grows it in his mind and it kind of consumes him. Um, and it's interesting that this is the second Marvel film in a row where the villain has been a good person corrupted by an evil object. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh dear. But to be honest with you, it's a trope that works. I, I like. Hmm. I, I guess you could say like, oh, it's overdone by a lot of films. But I just I don't feel like it was done poorly in this film. No, um, it made sense. And like I say, like the ending of the film, he got kind of his redemption a little bit. Um. Like the the ever so slightest bit, we did get some form of redemption, and because of that, we then get love and thunder. Mm. Um, and I just I don't know. I feel like it was. I mean, <laughs> the storyline was really really well done. Like we can't critique Christian Bale's acting because that guy's <laughs> that guy that guy's won awards for reasons. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I don't know. I, I don't get me wrong. It was one of the most unexpected cameos because. In my mind, I'm like Christian Bale, semi-serious actor. Like, don't get me wrong, he's been in Batman, but like his Batman was dark and gritty and like semi-realistic. Mm. Like, I could not have seen this man in a Taika Waititi Marvel film at all. Like, <laughs> at any point. And yet, <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah, just, just like yeah. he—he's just so creepy and menacing, and like, well. Not even menacing, just creepy. Like the way he just yeah. kind of steps, steps in and out of shadows, and like the the scene that I, I like to use as a meme, where he's like got the weird like pained smile kind of face. Um, yeah. And like how everything his like his tattoos have been like scratched out, and his teeth are going black, and it's like oh. Um, Genuinely, like so creepy. 
Although one thing I I am kind of disappointed about, despite all that, mm. is the way that they designed gore. Yeah. Because I I always get bored of just humans but a different color, aliens. Yeah. Like it's just like this, uh, and the way gore looks in the comics, it's like it looks like a twilight with no nose. Like it's it looks he looks cool. Yeah. Um, and even creepier, it looks a bit like Ebony Moore almost. Like it could have been the same species yeah, as him. Yeah. That could have been a nice thing at least. But like the head tentacles, um, and in the comics he wears like a black robe instead of a white one. So it like yeah. kind of billows and looks like smoke and shadow, like with the sword. And I thought that could have been really cool. Yeah. But I don't know. He looked fine. And to be honest, it's kind of something you can it can ignore when it's um. Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the acting makes up for the kind of poor character design, we can we can allow it. <laughs> um, but to be honest with you, it's something that I hadn't necessarily thought about until after I'd seen the film and been like reading things. Someone pointed out that his outfit looks a lot like Moon Knight's, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, oh no, oh we oh we've done that Marvel, oh no. <laughs> um, I, suppose, I suppose it does actually. Yeah, 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 right. Like from behind, you could go like, oh, it's Moon Knight, and then it's like, oh no, it's not. It's it's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's just obviously they're very different characters, but it's like I don't know. <sighs> It's annoying because you could have, like, even the black cloak with the white face and everything would have still been, in my opinion, just, like, that little bit cooler. Um, because then yeah. he genuinely would have looked like he was just, like, a walking shadow with a face. Like, that would have been mm. so cool to look at. Um, and, yeah, I guess I, I completely get what you're saying about, like, aliens aren't necessarily aliens in this film. In, in like, any Marvel film, really. Um, yeah, even the Kree are just blue humans. Like that's what I mean. Like scrolls are a bit different. Obviously, they've got like the 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 different texture to their skin and their ears and yeah. their chins and whatever. So that's better. But yeah, and Star Wars. Has, I mean, Star Wars has so many different species, but they never use any of them, which is the issue that I have with Star Wars as well. Yeah, I mean, the films use this. Like in the Star Wars films, they use like multiple mm. species, but like. The TV shows, you've, you've seen none. <laughs> yeah, like um, everyone Kenobi has, like, no aliens in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, and it's it's annoying because you're like, I've seen in your films you have the potential to do prosthetics to this level or do visual effect, like, visual mm. effects, um, faces and stuff. Like, I, I know you have the potential to do this, so do it. And, like... To be fair, it's a, it's a thing I'm going to bring up again because I've brought it up every single time we've watched something Marvel. The visual effects still were not up to par, even in this film. Um, like mm. there were see there were scenes where I was like, "This doesn't look as good as it could do." <laughs> um, yeah, there I were, get that. There were some scenes that were drop dead gorgeous, and I'll get onto the scene that I love the most in a minute. But like, there was just a couple things at the beginning where I was like, "Oh, we've started off poorly." That's not. Oh. <laughs> Like, I don't at the very beginning when Gore's being like held by the god and whatever, the visual effects on him just did not seem right to me. Something seemed off about it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think yeah, I think that god at the beginning was a bit weird, a bit uncanny valley. It lo- it just looked like they'd I don't know. It just didn't look right to me. Something looked off. Um, and I can't I can't describe what felt off to me. But mm-hmm. something didn't look right. It looked, yeah, it looked off. <laughs> um, I, I I will say I didn't notice any 
Um, I I didn't notice any bad VFX in this as much as like Doctor Strange. Oh no no um, no no no! This was still miles better than some of the other stuff they released. But like, yeah. I think it's because I'm now looking for it a little bit. Like. Mm. I've noticed how bad Marvel have been, well, just Disney have been kind of recently that I'm now going, like, I'm now kind of hyper aware of it, I guess, because I'm kind of looking and going, is this, is this right? Is this a bit off? And it's, I don't know. Yeah. It just, and it I, bugs me. <laughs> and again, I want to, I want to um, make sure people realise this is Disney's fault, not the VFX artists. Oh yeah, fully. there's been so many things come out recently about how, certain VFX uh, artists and houses just don't like working with Marvel because of the way that the that it's run and how they have to like do multiple iterations of a scene and then send yeah. them off and be like which one do you want and they're like this one but do it this this way and they still have to do mm. more iterations of that and it's all within like a short time span and yeah. like you know doing way too many hours and they're not paid enough and it's like yeah. it's all it's awful and there are huge issues with that yeah, I mean, and just, again, just in general, but this yeah. comes back to like what we said at the beginning, where Marvel are kind of getting ahead of themselves with schedule. Like they're not, mm-hmm. they're not. If they were producing things or like releasing them at a slower rate, the VFX artists would have more time to actually like properly put effort or not, not put effort because they're putting enough effort as it goes. But like you know what I mean, like put more to finish things to a, to yeah, a yeah, more yeah. polished degree. Exactly. Like they'd have time to do that or they'd have time to send the options off and then go, we want this, but with this and then go, okay, we've got time before you want this release to actually get this sorted. But Mm. like you said at the beginning, they're kind of playing catch up with themselves at the moment, which just means that everything is trying, is like having to be released at breakneck speed for no reason. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. And again, like if they're, you know, Marvel aren't paying them enough because they you know, don't have it in the budget. Well, if you don't make as many projects at once, yeah, then you'll have, you know, a probably, you would hope, a bit more budget because you're not spreading it out over so many projects. Exactly. Um, and the projects <laughs> that they are making aren't making as much money as they could if they released less of them because people are getting tired of Marvel or they're, like, not as high quality as they could be, which is losing yeah. money. Um, like, if you released less stuff but at a higher quality, you'd get more money. That's just simple <laughs> marketing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's just the the business model. Marvel used to be definitely quality over quantity. It used to be two films a year, and that was it. And that, and that was when, like, the golden age was, right? Yeah. And now it's, like, three or four films a year, four shows, you know, yeah. like... It's just so much stuff. I mean, and again, we always talk about this, and I feel like we're going over things and repeating <laughs> ourselves. But they just need to so actually, like <laughs> corporations, man. Just corporations, forget about man. forget about extra profit. As long as you make some money from it, yeah, then cool. <laughs> <laughs> like to be honest with you, the fans don't, and I like the fans are the fans are going to be toxic regardless of what you do. Oh, yeah. But but predominantly, you're gonna ha- like your fan base are going to be happier if you like if they have to wait a little bit longer, but then it's going to be quality, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's just how it is. Like I know no like Lord of the Rings is just divisive because it's Lord of the Rings and it's just a thing that some people like or don't. But yeah. if you look at like the time scale of how that's produced, it's far better than how Marvel do things. <laughs> well, how far better than how Disney do things, should I say? Um, 
and I know it's owned by like the visual effects is a completely different company entirely, but like it it's it shows how much time but gets put into those things and how like well that's paced to come out <laughs> mm. um when you compare it to, to some of the stuff now um produced by disney and it's it's annoying because like like we've said many times marvel has shown that they can do the quality they did it in the golden age <laughs> like the 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 early days are like golden days when they release two things a year and because they're trying to release so much stuff in a year now it's just it's not <laughs> it's not the same um no, and it's it's, and it's sad. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting more stuff, but it's it's. I don't want to sacrifice the quality for it. Yeah, um, and we're getting so much more stuff that they could still do less, and we'd still be getting more than we used to. But it would yeah, exactly. be the same quality. So yeah, yeah. Like let's say that hypothetically, Marvel have four visual effects studios that they can use. Let's say that, uh, that's not the case, but like let's say hypothetically they had four that they could use. They could use two. Of, they could separate two of those and be like, each of you are going to be in charge of two of the two films we're going to release this year, and then say the other two, we want you to do the two series we're going to release separately, and like problem mm. sorted, <laughs> because yeah. then you're not overworking like one particular visual effects company. You're n- you're also then making sure that everyone kind of has jobs spaced evenly. It's just <sighs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I look, I mean, it's obviously there's so many film companies and films coming out and whatever that oh, yeah. they're obviously all the VFX they're right enough VFX studios for the amount of things that are coming out so they're kind of working yeah. on so many things at once yeah um, so what we, what we should really be doing is in, is paying VFX artists more and encouraging people to get into VFX so that the yeah, industry much. can keep up pretty um, much hey but I'm, anyway I could end up being <laughs> going to VFX to be fair Way get in there, Will. <laughs> it's always an option. Yeah, it is an option for you, actually. I, ju- I, I will basically just be doing this in 20 years, but just at a corporate position, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't change. Um, but you'll be doing something amazing. Um, but anyway, back to my positiveness about the VFX. Um, because there was, see- there was one scene that completely blew me away. Um, and that was the entire black and white segment. Um, yes. Honestly, like, don't, I'm not a big fan of black and white films. Like, my family know it. Most of my friends know it. I'm not a big fan of black and white stuff just because, like, I find it hard to concentrate on it because I want the colour in there. And yet this scene had me gripped. <laughs> it was yeah. incredible. Um, I think that's... that's Yeah, I know I, I agree. I don't like black and white films, but this was, like... It was black and white because they'd stripped the colour from it because of the, the yeah. necrosword. And exactly. like how when he first picked up the necrosword he got drained of all of his colour and I, like that kind of thing is so cool. Kind of like black hole esque where it's like not even light can escape. Um, yeah, like the blacks were black in this. They weren't like we've put like they were we've painted this black and we've made it black and white. Like <laughs> yeah. they were solid blacks and it was amazing. Um and like Oh, oh, the bit that was mind blowing, and it's it's pretty simple video editing, um, ish. But the fact that when um any form of like color came from something, it would just like light up part of someone. It wouldn't. Yes. It was oh, it was so good. Like it wasn't like we're just gonna make the screen blue now. It was like we'll show like their face in like their actual color, but the rest of them still like drained of it. And it was oh god, it was so cool. 
Yeah, I think it was um, really a really good decision to make it so that, that the lightning was still in colour. Yeah. Like, that was just... that. It makes it so much look so much cooler. It really does. And, like, the, when Jane made Jonathan light up, and that is the only way I'm going to call the DM Havard, because I cannot say the name properly, and I hate butchering it, so I'm going to call it Jonathan. Jonathan. Thank you, Paul Rod. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when... um. Jane made Jonathan light up and it was oh it was so cool I can't get over it um it was just amazing like the fact that literally the only part of color on any character was Gore's eyes was just mm. oh my god it was so good it was so well edited and like don't get me wrong I complained a little bit about the VFX but I think a bit like Moon Knight they lacked it in some scenes because they made up for it in that one <laughs> yeah no yeah um, I agree because it was edited so well. <laughs> um, I also kind of like that planet they were on. How like it wasn't even a planet. Like how small it was. Like yeah, it was like a, it was they, like an asteroid. <laughs> yeah, it was basically an asteroid. Yeah, like it was a really round asteroid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh, I I wanted to talk about the the hammers or the axe and the hammer. <laughs> um, because even they, especially Stormbreaker, had a personality, and that oh like God, yeah. the funniest jokes in the movie to me was when Stormbreaker like slowly moved into frame, like angrily. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Stormbreaker was just a petty girlfriend in this film was so funny. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just... no, I'm with you now. <laughs> just, ah, so good. <laughs> it was. It was just like like a jealous girlfriend. It was like it's the best. Just funny. It was um, so good. <laughs> but like, it reminds me of the scene in Endgame where he's like, him and Steve next to each other, and he's like, no, you have the little one. Um, <laughs> and it's like, Stormbreaker, don't you remember that? He chose you over me on there when he had both. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like, and also Mjolnir was so cool. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a, you know, backpedal kind of reforging Mjolnir, but Again, they explained it with like the enchantment for Jane and whatever, but yeah, the fact that you can now use it as like a range, like spread weapon, like a shotgun, and then oh, fully, like pull it's leveled up. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like um, the way she uses it to destroy the Necro Sword. Oh my god! Yes, like, like she shatters it and then pulls all the pieces inside, all of the hammer pieces, and then like. Or, like shatters that again like oh, that's just <laughs> it's just so, so cool good. honestly there was some really cool moments and just i i feel like marvel have started doing this in like their slightly more comedic films because they've just like the cape in doctor strange is a character in its own right and it's one of the best characters in doctor strange <laughs> and then now you've got stormbreaker who's a petty girlfriend and i'm just i'm i'm in love with it the fact that we, the Marvel are now making inanimate objects actual characters makes it so funny to me. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> and I, actually, I like the fact that Stormbreaker seemed to have a larger purpose. Because obviously, like, it's forged in Endgame as a weapon to, like... Well, it's formed for its own reason. But the fact that, I don't know, like, words got out that it's got more powers, like, it can open the doorway... Um, to to the the big magic fountain at the end, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> the wishing well. Um, just like the fact that it's that Stormbreaker has more to it than just it's it's Thor's new weapon is so cool. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I agree. But uh, to, to, that did, to me, beg a wider question of why was the Bifrost, which is, as far as we know, um, an Asgardian thing, why, why was that specifically what opens the vault, uh, the altar of eternity? That is because... true, especially when in like the scene with all of the gods, Zeus makes it quite evident that Asgards are like tiny and stupid, um, <laughs> like then they're, they're yeah, important or, gods. Asgard's like one, you know, small part of this entire thing. Like, I like that the that every single god is real, and they all exist yeah. together, and they just <laughs> kind of look after their own followers. And they have and so, a like court. everyone's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, and a Cronin god, yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> but so uh, you know the mythology of how the gods work is really cool i think but mm. um it's it did beg the question of like where have you been the whole time kind of thing like like yeah. the eternals and like whatever else we're getting maybe potentially mutants in the future and whatever but um yeah it was interesting that specifically the like the again i don't know how who has access to to the Bifrost necessarily, but it is like a Norse thing. Yeah, predominantly. <laughs> Interesting that that is the 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 Vault of Eternity's key. Yeah, isn't it? Um. Also, now we've mentioned the um the, the God scene. Um, a kind of t- a tiny cameo that I noticed and draw drop my jaw dropped to the floor was they briefly and literally like two seconds showed Celestials. Yes. And I, I, I yeah, know Eternals. Yeah, yeah. Eternals is like very, very divisive in Marvel for no reason, in my opinion. Mm. <laughs> um, but the fact that they included Celestials I was like, oh my god, they are actually part of a bigger like plot. Oh, this makes me so happy. Um, like it, they seemed more significant then because they're in another Marvel film. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of weird that there's chilling in the window of the <laughs> yeah a little bit. Like they didn't the, seem menacing at all. But hey ho. Um, just maybe they're oh. like minor celestials. Maybe they're like baby celestials. But they're 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 even more Jack Kirby than the ones in Eternals. Like they look <laughs> straight out of like like the people dressed up as them in in Ragnarok, like for, in, the, <laughs> yeah. in the arena, just look yeah. like them. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Well, what was I going to say? There was another thing. Um. Oh yeah, the altar of eternity. Why? Has no one looked for Eternity or may tried to get there before? Like, why did Thanos not do that? Yeah. Like, Thanos wouldn't have had to go through as much trouble if he did on that. <laughs> mm. Let's be honest. Now, I, I did I did watch a video um, about some reasons why that could have been. So maybe he didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Maybe, you know, I mean, again, you need the Bifrost to get to it. How's he gonna do that? Mjolnir just got destroyed in the like mm. the movie previous to what, when he's doing this. So like, yeah, he doesn't really have access. You know, he's not worthy anyway. So it's not like he could have used Mjolnir. No. Um, and obviously, Stormbreaker was only created. Well, that's what Asgard's destroyed. So like Stormbreaker that. was only created. Like Stormbreaker is apparently the only thing that can open it, right? And then Stormbreaker yeah. is only created in Endgame. So. How has this thing existed? <laughs> that that's like my big question, I guess, because for time. <laughs> um. Anyhow. Hmm. Yeah, like, I guess my explanation of it would be just like 
everything else that could access to Bifrost is now dead or gone, so Stormbreaker was the only thing, and Thanos didn't, I guess, know about it until he got sliced in the chest with it, and then he got his head cut off with it, so... <laughs> um, well, the only other oopsie. thing he could have... The only other thing he could have done, and this shows that Thanos was completely stupid, was he could have used Heimdall. Like, yeah. he could have, he could have like, used some form of threat on Heimdall. Because, I mean, obviously Heimdall can see, like, the future and whatever. But, I don't know, like... I don't... <sighs> Thanos, you're stupid. <laughs> um, I... I don't think Heimdall's the kind of character that would be able to break, though. I think you'd just be like, he'd just die, and then that's it. Like, yeah, that's true. Or he'd probably fought, like, kill himself by, you know, making the dark magics flow through him and overwhelming him, and then, I don't know. He, Yeah, I don't think Heimdall would have been breakable. Heimdall wouldn't really. have given up, true. True, true, true. Um. So, yeah, that's, that's my headcanon. There's yeah. literally no way to access the Bifrost other than Stormbreaker. Yeah, um, which... Yeah. <laughs> ah, plot holes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something then. Oh, yeah. So, um, character cameos, who we still not mentioned yet. Um, Lady Sif comes back. Yes, another, another yeah. nice character to get back. And loses an arm. <laughs> mm. Um... <laughs> to go to Valhalla, you need to die in battle. Oh shit! <laughs> like, I lo- Maybe your arms in Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> what actually? That would have been really funny if her arm actually was in Valhalla. That would have been such a clever yeah. bit, of, like like a tiny little <laughs> Easter egg they could have stuck in there. <laughs> exactly, just a tiny little Easter egg in that bit. It was so funny. That would have been funny, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like it's waving or something. <laughs> Actually, that that is a bit of a plot hole that I noticed. Was you, you have to die in battle to be in Valhalla, but Jane didn't die in battle. Yeah. She, I mean, she died of she died in a battle with cancer, technically. So that does that count? Sure, <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe she's like maybe because she's technically like a god, like it. it she kind of skips that part. Yeah, <laughs> like, automatic right like, to pass. Presumably. <laughs> Yeah, like presumably Odin also goes to Valhalla because he turns into gold dust, but he didn't die in battle. But he's also like the ruler of Valhalla, so mm. at least in mythology. So you'd expect like maybe gods just kind of bypass that rule and just go straight there. <laughs> yeah, it's like VIP entrance, fast track. Yeah, yeah. Into Valhalla. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone else has got to wait at the door. <laughs> um, Actually, and... there's one more thing from oh. that from that eternity scene. Um, I. I want to talk about love again. Uh, she no. has powers, and I'm not sure why, but they I'm pretty sure they said, I think it was maybe in Korg's narration at the end, yeah. that she was born of eternity with the powers of a god, which means yes. she gained powers from the wish. So either because she comes from like eternity, she just has some, some of eternity's power, or maybe. maybe eternity purposely because only maybe you obviously only get one wish maybe eternity kind of leaves at that point and so she wants to kind of pass on some of her power or maybe gore wished her to have some power i don't think he'd wish her to be a god though that's kind of no that would defeat the point of yeah. what he was trying for so that's kind of weird um, which, but she's got laser eyes so you know <laughs> cool <laughs> so let's go 
Cyclops. <laughs> no, she's Cyclops now. <laughs> Purple Superman. Um. <laughs> Purple Homelander. Um, yeah. How many? How many different colors of laser vision can we get in one year? Yeah, come on, let's get. What are we missing out? We're missing green. We haven't had any green this year. Yeah, um, no green. We're, we're, let's I mean, full last... Infinity Stones spectrum yeah, last year we got gold with Icarus. We've got the red Superman Homelander. We've got orange Billy Butcher. We've got <laughs> purple yeah. love. Let's just let's just keep it going. Yeah. All we're missing now is blue and green, and then we've completed it, guys. We've done the Infinity Stones. Um. <laughs> um Oh yeah, that was it. Another cameo who we not well no we briefly mentioned. We get Zeus in the form of Russell Crowe. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, he was great. So good. <laughs> um, I love how like you know every other thing that Zeus is in is kind of depicted like this like big menacing angry man right, and he's kind of he's sort of got the, the white hair and beard and he's always causing storms and you're like oh no we've angered zeus and there's a storm coming or whatever but in this he's just like a fat lazy buffoon that's been kind of you know wallowing in his uh in his lavish lifestyle and has kind of gotten comfortable and is just like spinning his weapon around and showing off and dancing around and it's just like it's such an interesting way to show zeus because that is is like a part of the character of Zeus, even in everything else, like you know, he's a bit yeah. of a player. He has so many random children with everyone, like yeah. So this is it's not nice that they kind of played that up a bit. Like the real, well, not the real Zeus. That sounds stupid, but like <laughs> the Zeus <laughs> from like actual mythology is portrayed as a complete arsehole. Like he's not a nice guy in any yeah. way. Like he is an absolute no. arsehole. And Russell Crowe <laughs> really makes it like easy to not like Zeus in any way. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, I, was... I don't know. It was really good. <laughs> um... I was curious how they were going to handle, like, the the two gods of of thunder kind of thing, right? Like, he's the god of the storm, like, god of the sky, and Thor's god of yeah. thunder, so it's kind of like, they both do the same thing. Um, yeah. But I guess, again, when you've got all of these gods, and they all exist, and they're all real, Yeah. I suppose there's quite a lot of crossover, and it just depends on, like who worships them and whatever yeah, yeah. i don't know i, I, I kind of want a bit more explanation for how gods work but yeah i mean it was surprising to me that we didn't i mean we had like a greek god in there but like it surprised me that we didn't have any mention of like any roman gods um i know they are effectively mm. the greek gods with different names but like it's interesting that they yeah. didn't like mention any of them yeah um, or like that, Zeus be actually, like that, oh that's, i'm also that, known by that's this an name. interesting that's an interesting conundrum, actually, like, because Greek and Roman gods are just the same, but with different names, so, like, do they both exist separately, or... Are yeah, they are they two the different gods, or are they the names? same god? Exactly, yeah. like, how is it? <laughs> also, where's is, the is god? Is there a Jupiter? <laughs> yeah. True. Where... He's a, he's kind <laughs> of a big he? one, like, where is he, bro? <laughs> I want Morgan Freeman in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> this is what I'd be like... <laughs> Because he's the only man who's ever believed God, I mean, apparently. Um, we, we've got we've got the God of Bow, but we haven't got God God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where's he at? Bro? Where's he at? Um... <laughs> God, God of Bow was weird. Like, or whatever <laughs> that was called. Like, the so weird. The kawaii uh, bun. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> white. I feel like that was Tiger being like, let's do something stupid. Let's just stick a right. Yeah. Just... <laughs> huh. Like... Only Taika would have put that in the in that film, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but hey ho, we get we get what we get. Um, 
like you said earlier, actually, as well, there's the there's the Cronin God, but um, I like that we got some information about Cronin biology and how oh, that yeah. works. Yeah. So there are no female Cronins, there are only male Cronins. Yeah. And they reproduce by holding hands next to a lava pit and creating a rock baby. It's so cute. It's such a cute that but is odd so concept. Cute. I love that Core I love that uh, Core got a boyfriend and is yeah. and he's called Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> yeah. Um so stupid funny. joke but funny still. Honestly, just it, it was neat, like a dad joke was just perfect. <laughs> um, but that one bit was just oh beautiful. Um, but actually, that's a really interesting point because as far as I, I mean, I haven't heard, but has this film been cancelled in in the anti-gay countries? Because I haven't um, heard a lot about it. Um, I haven't. I don't know. I think if it has, I, think I don't think it's been made like hugely public um yeah and i think that's because recently disney have kind of just been like yeah well we're just gonna take it out of the (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think instead of cutting it out i think recently especially with multiverse of madness as well i think they just didn't put it in so i mean Um, like in this film not only do we confirm the entire cronin race is gay but we also confirm that valkyrie is um yeah so it's like it, it's i feel like it it's just the countries need to get over it okay because the lot <laughs> of the pop <laughs> largely the people who watch marvel films are of the younger generation and predominantly the younger generation just don't care anymore like we're a lot more open to a lot more things yeah and the fact that they don't get to watch these films a it keeps them out of the entire loop of marvel cinematic universe which at the rate the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going is a lot at once. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, it just... It doesn't seem fair to me that, like, entire countries have to miss it because of, like, two tiny mentions or, like, one tiny kiss scene. Like, it just... Mm. It's so silly to me because I just... Like, the people who don't like it shouldn't go watch it. That's all. <laughs> and I get that in some countries it's illegal, yeah. but I don't know, it's just... Yeah, I mean, look, obviously it's absolutely abhorrent that it's, like, illegal and whatever in some countries. Mm. But it's, I guess it's not 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 as easy as just saying, get over it sweaty. Like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. Uh, I wish it was that easy, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The world would be a lot easier to run if it was that easy. Um... <laughs> get over yourself, <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, exactly, like, let's crack on, shall we? Um, yeah. It's just, it's, mm. it's not, yeah, the world, man, the world. Anyway, <laughs> I, had, I had one last thing to discuss, um, which is the first post credit scene. Oh, yes. Where we find out that Zeus didn't get killed, um, he's fine, and he's sending his son Hercules to go and kill oh, Thor. Oh, yeah. Hercules, baby. It's really cool, don't get me wrong, but I'm not in love with the visuals on Hercules. I'm like, from the brief bit we saw, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looked very comic. He looks very comics accurate, but, like, yeah. it's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. The green headband and the. Yeah. I think it's the green that's throwing me off, to be honest. I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> 
green at your colour, bro. No. <laughs> but no, you know, he's a handsome guy. He's It's going to yeah. be two hunks fighting it out in Thor 5, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's he's kind of he has a he has a kind of a cult following in the comics. He's sometimes villain, sometimes hero. Apparently, yeah. most recently, he's like he partners up a lot with Amadeus Cho, who's like a Hulk character, uh, yeah, a yeah. lot in the comics, which is weird. So there you go. I mean, maybe he can, he's got a future in the MCU yeah, past maybe. Thor five. Um, but yeah, could be cool seeing him. Yeah. I'm happy that they're bringing in more god characters. Um, yeah. Like, we've got a lot of superhumans, but, like, I feel like we've just had, like, Thor and Loki, and then we've had, like, the Asgardians, and that's been it. So the fact that they're introducing mm. more gods into this is really cool to me. But like I say, I want to see, like, if they bring in Roman gods or, like, uh, Asian gods. Like, that would be a really, really cool concept. Because um, obviously they've got Shang-Chi, which yeah. means they've opened the door to Asian gods now. Um, or should I say, like, Oriental Chinese gods, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, they've opened enough realms now that I think they can do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I didn't... I mean, maybe maybe there's one there. I didn't see any um, Hindu gods. Which no, is I didn't. Obviously one of the larger pantheons. Um, yeah. Or whatever the word different uh, mythologies use. Um, we, obviously, we've seen some Egypt, Egyptian ones as well now. Um We've got, yeah. we've got Bast for Wakanda. We have. Uh, which is also an, an Egyptian one. I think it's just like an African one in general. Um, yeah. So yeah, some interesting stuff. Wakanda Forever, maybe we see a, a, a Bast. Maybe. And maybe some Mayan or Aztec gods as well in, in Wakanda Forever because of Atlantis. What they're um, doing yeah, with that. Good point, good point. So, yeah. Gods, gods, gods. God, God, God. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we haven't really talked about it, but, like, the Guardians are in this film. <laughs> um, yeah, briefly. <laughs> like, so... Re- like, I thought they were going to be quite a significant part of this film, and then... No. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to say, I didn't expect them to be in it for long, but I did expect them to be in it for a little bit longer than they were. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, like I was expecting I think... them to be in, like more than like the first time like 15 minutes <laughs> um yeah i think they had, they had one line each i think except i think rocket had two and star lord had like a whole conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was it um nebula just had like move and that was it <laughs> oh yeah literally but what i will say <laughs> is i like the des- the ca- costume designs yeah they, they changed up some of the star lord's new coat looks cool it does um uh, mantis i noticed has some like little antenna gear yeah. going on there, a little silver thing at the bottom which I think looks quite cool so, it does actually, yeah yeah, maybe a nice little costume change set up for the Christmas special <laughs> hopefully <laughs> um, which I'm really excited for actually oh, speaking of the Christmas special, really excited for it <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that reminds me On when is it? it's the 23rd of this month, so mm-hmm. this weekend, it's on Saturday yeah. The day after this podcast comes out um, <laughs> is the Marvel panel at Comic Con. Yes, it is. They've they've returned and they're doing Ooh. a whole H panel like they used to. Um, I've heard that they're saving a lot of the new announcements for Disney Plus Day, which is in a month ish, or like yeah. early or, or early September. Um, Expect but, a review on that. <laughs> yes, but 
for the projects they've already announced, but we're going to be getting more details about them, I think, at Comic-Con this weekend. Presumably for um, Secret Invasion, which is coming out fairly soon, uh, like early next year, presumably uh, probably a final trailer for She-Hulk or something. Um, Guardians Christmas special. Uh, Guardians 3 at the same time, I would guess. I feel like they might even mention some oh, like Black Wakanda Panther Forever. stuff. That's what I was about to say. Like, um, yeah. I was going to say. That's coming out in, in a few months, so yeah. So yeah. that should be good. I'm hoping so. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. I think I think after that after that comes out, uh, in a few weeks' time, we'll do um, like a, a, a news episode maybe of, of that, uh, announcements and stuff. Yeah, because there's probably going to be a lot to go over by that point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. um just so people are aware, by the way, next week we've got one more review uh, for Ms. Marvel, and then the week after that, I think we're having a break, because I'm on holiday. Yes, you're on holiday. I think I'm on holiday as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're both, both on holiday, holiday, and we don't have time to record an extra one, so yeah, that's that. So we're having a break, and then we'll probably do like a news episode for all those announcements and stuff. Exactly. Um... But in the meantime, feel free to check out any of our other episodes. We have an entire year's worth of stuff to go check out. Um, yes. We uh, admittedly we haven't managed to do one every single week that we, <laughs> but we've done yep. our damned hardest. Um, and this year should be even better. <laughs> we haven't quite reached uh, 52, 52 episodes, but we've got like almost forty if you include the news ep- news episodes. So because exactly. they're not numbered. So there you go. We're almost there. <laughs> You've got plenty to check out. Um, and if you have any ideas for anything else you would like to see us cover, feel free to message us on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Um, tag us in stuff um, because we're always looking for on like we're always on the hunt for ideas. Obviously, we have all of our own uh, anyway, but like we'd love to know what you want us to cover because obviously there's some stuff that we might completely miss. Um, yeah. and while we're on the subject feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all of that good stuff also feel free to subscribe on uh, Spotify or any of the other podcast services you use to listen to this um, and with that we'll see you next week bye bye, bye.